You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Okay, welcome back to Real Presence Live. Doreen, did you well, want to lead us in? Oh, well, okay. You were looking like you wanted to oh, say something. I, I am just so, my heart is so full of gratitude for our next guests coming in because I know what's going on in their personal life. Right. They are above and beyond. So they're going to get lots of grace today they for are. sharing these stories while they're in the midst of moving. As the, as the lead-in voice said, they're inspirational and uplifting. Yes, and sacrificial. Okay, so yeah, we're not setting the bar too high for you. Yeah, not no. too high. Well, let's, do you so, want to start with a, do you have a joke queued up here? Oh, I do. We'll, we'll do a real quick one, and okay. we'll let John and Barb kind of see if they can add to the collective wisdom around the table here. What do pirates and swimmers have in common? Um, Pirates and swimmers. Jack, you don't get to answer. We've got guests here. I, I, no <laughs> guess. No, guess. no guess. They both love cannonballs. Oh, get it? Swimmers. Yes. And Very cute. The divers like cannonballs. Yeah. Bad joke. No. <laughs> no. Bad, bad joke. <laughs> that was deceptive. It was deceptive is what it was. It's clever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, why don't you introduce our guests formally? Oh. So we have in the studio with us this morning... Barb and John Swaygarden. It's their second time yes. um, joining us. And we just didn't have enough time the first time because their lives are so full of grace and uh, miracles. And you know, our first guest was Nancy Gore talking about the importance of literature and how stories are so essential. And these two people have stories that um, really have the power to convert and, and inspire. So welcome Back. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for having us. I'll let yeah. you introduce yourselves. Barb, do you want to? I'm Barb, and um, actually, John and I were visiting out in the waiting room talking about some of the things we would want to visit about. And um, I thought, okay, I want to talk a little bit about the prayers that we have received as a couple, as a family during some of the different crises that we've experienced in our lives. And we are not unique by any means. I mean, you don't know a single person in your life right now that hasn't suffered cancer or some kind of, of uh, crisis. So um, we're, we certainly don't think of ourselves as unique here. We know the power of prayer. Our listeners know the power of prayer. Um, but I was diagnosed with cancer 14 years ago. Um, 14 years. Yeah, 14 years ago, stage four cancer. It was breast cancer metastatic to my spine, and um, the cancer ate away a vertebrae and parts of two other vertebrae and so on and so forth. Um, and, you know, people from our work lives, our families, uh, you know, friends far and near um, prayed for us. And... Um, one fellow in particular um, that actually was our life insurance salesman uh, sent us a prayer that his mother-in-law said every day uh, after she was diagnosed with cancer. And she was given a, a very poor prognosis. She you know, wasn't supposed to live very long, and she had such belief in the power of prayer. And she said this psalm, it's Psalm 103, mm -hmm. Oh, bless the Lord, my soul. And he had you know, probably written it uh, um, a little bit 
looser, wasn't exact scripture. And he sent it to me, and I had it taped on the mirror in our bathroom, and I said it every day. To this day, I say it every day. And I have sent that to friends and family who have been diagnosed with cancer. Uh, whenever I hear that, somebody I used to work with, or my sister, or whatever, that always goes in a card. You know, say this every day. Um, the, the, our friend who sent it, his, his mother-in-law lived long past her prognosis, and she absolutely believed it was the power of prayer and that prayer in particular. Because it says, um, you know, pardon my iniquities, heal my diseases. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always say when I, when I say it, I emphasize that. And when I send it to people, I say emphasize that line because he does heal our diseases. Mm -hmm. He does. He can. He will. Mm -hmm. um, so that's just one example of, you know, the power of prayer in our lives that, you know, it, it's changed our lives. I mean, that, that experience, of course, changed our lives. Well, we said but, that every night and, and then blessed your spine with holy water um, every, mm -hmm. every night. Yep. And uh, I think what's important is uh, for listeners and for us and is we believe, like Mark says, um, pray and believe that your prayers will be answered and they will, that's a paraphrase. But I think that was one thing um, that was very important is that when you do pray and whether you're praying for yourself or praying for somebody else, believe that those prayers will be answered and they will be and it, that's been demonstrated but barb was in that that mindset and that framework i mean um it, it's one thing when when it's me on the sidelines but she was um very sick mm -hmm. and uh to get into that that i'm just gonna put my full faith and trust in god I believe that he will take care of this, and he did. Mm -hmm. and he did. Today she's <laughs> cancer-free. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm seeing you sitting across the table, very casual posture, not like someone that you know you suspect may have had back issues. Yeah. Right, and you cancer. Know. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and the other thing with that that she, just real quick, she left out was they wanted to do spinal surgery on her because there's a little tiny bone chip that's left that's uh, within like a, a millimeter of her spinal cord and they told us how they were going to do it and uh, it was kind of like how you fillet a fish mm. and uh, they said they've done about 20 of them before but they're going to build this cage around the spine and they said well you know we need to do this right away and barb said um no thank you we're going to put our full faith and trust in god again and she never had that surgery Never. Wow. You never got filleted. No, I never. I never did. You know, one other quick thing about that that I think is um, kind of cogent here, but uh, I remember saying to John at one point, and when John says that we put our full faith in God, we really did, and I said to him, I said, do you think of me as sick? And he said, no. I said, neither do I. And And that's just really the way it was. I mean, you know, radiation, chemo, surgery, blah, blah, blah. And we just never thought of me as sick. We just knew I was going to get better. We just knew it. Mm -hmm. And we had full grace and blessings from Padre Cheney. Barb couldn't 
we couldn't drive, we couldn't fly in commercial. So Padre Cheney, you know, he's oh, yes, a pi- yes, pilot. Yes, yes. He flew Barb and I down uh, to Rochester, and then in the f- fixed based operation there, the FBO, he <laughs> um, he brought everything and blessed her, and we prayed right wow. there, and then uh, we went into radiation. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. so accepting treatment doesn't mean you don't have faith. That's absolutely yes, right. right. Yes. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, we don't want to get confused by saying, you know, don't accept the, the, the grace and love God gives us through medical treatment because that's real too. Right. But have faith. Right. Yes. Have right. faith and pray mm-hmm. for those that are your caretakers and, yes. and providing yeah. uh, things for you along mm-hmm. that path. I, one of the uh, treatments was, of course, radiation, and I had to uh, lie on this table and... Um, in fact, I have a tattoo where the laser went, the radiation laser went, um, and I remember doing that. I remember laying there thinking, you know, and you could not move a muscle, and I just remember praying in thanksgiving for the people who could do this, but also for the incredible brains of people who figured out how to do it. Yes. I mean, what a what a gift. Yes. Yeah, I thought, no, no, I would never... I, I know there are people who say, yeah, yeah I'm not going to do treatment. God will heal mm-hmm. me. And some people are blessed mm-hmm. in that way. But I think there's so much to be grateful for in in the knowledge that there are people who were smart enough and committed enough, passionate enough to say, we want to heal people mm-hmm. through medicine. Yes. So, yeah, yes. That's a really good point, yeah. Doreen. Well, and in, in your Thanksgiving, you know, isn't it St. Paul that said, give thanks in all things Mm -hmm. you know but the beauty of you seeing beyond being thankful for this situation you're in but being thankful it's like the ripple effect you're thankful your thankfulness radiates out and that is so beautiful and i think it does i think that's true and that's I'm a big believer in that, mm-hmm. the, the witness side of things and, and providing that testimony for people. And Barb is too, don't get me wrong. We approach it in a little different ways. And she, but, and she gets, once I get going, uh, she <laughs> has a tendency to slow me down or stop <laughs> me. But um, we, we believe in that. Mm-hmm. We, we need to share that testimony. Mm-hmm. And that's something we can do to to inspire others mm-hmm. and lead them to those graces mm-hmm. in that manner. Mm-hmm. All gifts are given to us to share, mm-hmm. and those you share by telling the stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, John is more apt to tell people, to you know, meet people and tell them a story. I am more inclined to write that. Oh. So then, you know, I'll write somebody a note that is sick and say, "Well, here's, you know, a testimony of." The grace of God mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm. We just have our different approaches, yes. and they both work, don't they, John? Well, we have different gifts that we've been exactly. given, and that's that's what it is. Yes. And spiritual fruits and spiritual gifts, mm-hmm. and and uh, that's how we we try and listen. Yeah, yeah. Charism of writing. There you go. Charism of storytelling. <laughs> okay. Yes. We're talking with John and Barb Swaygarden about uh, miracles and prayers in their lives. And uh, we're just coming up on a break, but there's going to be more to come on the other side. Lots more. So stay with us for Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo De Filippis of St. Luke Productions. What the Magi Learned Going into the house, the Magi saw the child. Outwardly, their journey was now over. But at this point, a new journey began for them, which changed their whole lives. Deep within themselves, they felt prompted to go in search of the true justice that can only come from God, and they wanted to serve this king, to fall prostrate at his feet, and to play their part in the renewal of the world. This was where their inner journey began. It started at the very moment when they knelt down before this child and recognized him as the promised king. But they still had to assimilate these joyful gestures internally. They had to change their ideas about power, about God and about man, and in so doing, they also had to change themselves. They had to learn to give themselves. No lesser gift would be sufficient for this king. But they had to learn that their lives must be conformed to this divine way of exercising power, to God's own way of being. They must become men of truth, of justice, of goodness, of forgiveness, of mercy. They will have to ask, how can I serve God's presence in the world? They must learn to lose their life and in this way to find it. Having left Jerusalem behind, they must not deviate from the path marked out by the true King as they follow Jesus. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Okay, okay back to the show with Jack and Doreen as your hosts, and our guests are John and Barb Swaygarden. But before we get back into our discussion with John and Barb, I want to ask all of our listeners to please, please, please pray for them because, as Doreen mentioned at the start, they are in the process of moving. <laughs> And the studies have shown that couples have their biggest fights when they are moving. <laughs> I think we're past that. I yeah. think we are. Yeah. Okay. We are. Well, pray for them anyway. We all need prayers for whatever reasons. <laughs> well, anyway, let's get back. Uh, we were talking about, um, you know, your uh, your cancer, and there are other stories mm-hmm. that you you know the, of the effects of prayers in actual miracles in your lives we've had many i mean uh, we as we visited we believe uh, all our children and uh and both of ourselves but also in in praying with others you know that's that's uh but that's not us and we recognize that that that's the spirit and and uh but that's we are um we are fervent believers in prayer, of course, we could pray more in our lives than than we do. But we are fervent believers in in prayer, and uh, you know, you, and everybody, the saints, 
Jesus prayed. I mean, let's follow his lead, okay? Um, He went off to pray. And Padre Pio, one of my favorites, you know, pray, hope, don't, or pray, hope, and don't worry. Uh, Worry's useless. You know, I I mean, but uh, uh, there's many stories. um, Pick one. Okay. (laughs) That's like going into... Baskin Robbins, thirty-one flavors, and thirty-one yeah. flavor of ice cream. Yeah. I well, um, I'll tell about a story about when. So I went in, and this is one that that you know is kind of off to the side a bit. But it it uh, I went to my physician. I had this lumper mass on my testicle. Okay, and and they said, uh, um, well, you need to go see a specialist. So I went to see a specialist here locally and they said, we need to, um, we can't do anything. We need to do an orchiectomy, which is removing it. And uh, so we'll get you scheduled or you need to go home and think. We said, well, we're going to go get a second opinion on that. So we went uh, down to Mayo and and uh, to get this second opinion and, and they said, yes, we need to, we need to remove it. And, uh, but if you and Barb would go home and just talk about this and how it could change your lives and and then come back, we'll schedule you and, and you come back and, um, we'll get it done. We went home and, uh, and we prayed, (laughs) but it was, we were scheduled to go down on a Monday, and then it was either Friday or Saturday. I said I, I couldn't remember. I had felt it leave my body. I don't know how else to explain it, but I had felt that mass leave my body. And I said I, to Barb, I don't think we need to go. I don't, I don't think we need to go. And as we visited, number one, my brother lives in Rochester, mm-hmm. so... We said, let's go, let's have them verify this. And uh, so we went in for the exam, and the, the thing was scheduled for the next day, and, and uh, surgery was scheduled for the next day. And she said, there's nothing here. And I said, I know it. We know it. We knew it. And uh, she said, I don't. I don't know how to explain this, John. And and we said, well, we know. We know how to explain it. And she actually wrote that in her physician notes. She that did. this was completely unexplainable. Yes. And um, and what it was, who knows, who cares? Yeah. Um, uh, just another grace and blessing yes. as a result of, of prayer. And, you know, the one thing we'll say is we, and we talk about this often, but We've been so blessed that sometimes you wonder if you're worthy, mm-hmm. and, you know. But we've gotten past that because we're we're now supposed to. We look at our role in in helping others, and and uh, but I'll, I'll, along those lines, can should I share the story from the the um, state fair? Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are helping my brother in Graves. Hey, excuse me, Jeff. Yep. Just before you go on to the state fair. What did your prayer sound like when when you had the the mass? What I mean, what 
Did you just say, Lord, help, or I trust yeah, you, or and take I, care of this, bam, you're done praying, or did you go on and on and on? Yes, I, and I, I pray to Padre Pio okay. every he was your single okay. day. Gotcha. And Mary. Yeah. I mean, they're, okay. they're my mm -hmm. um, intercessors. Yeah, but. okay. Thank so you. we are helping my brother. He engraves in rocks. He's at the Minnesota State Fair, mm -hmm. and we were, and a man walked up with an uh, elderly woman. He was about my age, but he a little younger. Um, not that's, that why, that's why I thought he was my. <laughs> not, <laughs> not that elderly. <laughs> but he had a shirt on that said "Jesus um, is the answer," and uh -oh. I just walked up to him. And I said, "I love that shirt," and he said, "Well, not everybody does." Because I was in a booth down there, and I said, really? And he said, no, that's the way it is. Well, he is, and it's, and we need, it's too bad everybody here in this area um, and at this fair doesn't believe that. And and uh, I I started talking to him. I have, I hand out pocket crosses, so I oh, gave yep. him a, a pocket cross, and, and, uh, and I said, let me share a story with you. And I told him one of our stories, and... and uh, um, he said, why, can I share something with you? And I said, yeah. And after that, I'd like to pray with you if we can, right here in the booth. And he's, he said, well, I wish mine had happier endings like you, but uh, uh, Jesus is the answer in my life. But let me tell you this. He said, so my best friend was my dad, and I lost him six months ago. And, um, and, I've, uh, and I'm in recovery and uh, I've struggled, but I prayed and prayed. Uh, but my daughter, um, who was pregnant with our granddaughter, uh, just a couple months ago, went to downtown Minneapolis and was murdered. <gasps> right here in, in the booth. And he said, uh, he said, Jesus is the answer. Because without him, I would have nowhere to go. I would have uh, no life, nothing. In fact, I've thought about taking my own life early on in this. But he said, in the span of six months, I lost my father, I lost my daughter, and I lost my granddaughter. And uh, granddaughter-to-be. And, um, and we're all crying and, yeah. and, and prayed. But I believe, I told Barb, I believe he was sent to me because um, many of the things that we talk about are those uh, result of prayers, the, the stories like healings and, mm -hmm. and things where this man, it was healing, but in a different mm -hmm. sense. And the suffering that he had to go through to receive that grace is, uh, was yeah. unbelievable. It just shook wow. me to my core that yeah. day. And Thank you for sharing that. That yeah. is such an important Yes. Reminder that even in the worst adversity, he's with us in it. Yes. 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 And he's the answer. And we prayed, and then he prayed with me, too. Oh. So his mother was there with him. It was just a wonderful, yeah. wonderful yeah. experience. Wow. Yeah. Very. Oh, man. Uh, one other thing I wanted to share today, um, if we can, it's not necessarily about a miracle or whatever, but. We're in just thinking about prayer. Um, a number of years ago, oh gosh, it's got to be 15, 18 years ago, um, I started reading some things about 
just gratitude mm -hmm. and um, the power that gratitude can play in the lives of, of people. And I, in fact, I talked to Father LaFramboise about this when he was uh, first um, introduced to our parish, and he was talking about prayer and how important it was mm -hmm. to pray and so on and so forth. And I talked to him, I said, you know, I think people can become intimidated by this notion that they have to pray. You know, it's like, how do I do it? And I'm going to do it wrong. And I don't know all the prayers, and I don't have them memorized. And, and I said, you know, I really believe that um, sharing whether it's in writing or out loud or as you're going to sleep at night, but thinking every single day about three things that you're grateful for, even in the worst of days, you can find one or two or three things to be grateful for. That can be prayer. That can be the beginning of prayer. Because to whom are you grateful? Exactly. Right? Yes, yes. Um, so for people to think that they you know, have to you know, get out their prayer book, or they have to, like I said, memorize prayers. That's a way to begin, and it just can flow. It can just flow. And so that's one of the things when I, I've had an opportunity to speak at different breast cancer retreats and that kind of thing, I always talk about that. That, you know, even in the, in the worst of circumstances, the man who lost his daughter, mm -hmm. you know, that he can be grateful for the grace of Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that you know, you, you find out you have cancer in your spine, but you can be grateful that there's someone who thought of radiation or, you know, whatever the case yep. might be. You can, or, or the fact that I woke up, mm -hmm. I woke up this morning, mm -hmm. or that we got a little bit of rain. There's always something to be grateful and for. And devotional that, prayer is okay. Oh, no, if that of course. For you. Of course. But this is also like your mother when, when I came back and asked, yeah. talked to her about that. That was very interesting. My, uh, I think some people get discouraged from praying because they think there's some sort of a formula, pattern or yes. formula as yes. opposed right. to, Lord, I can't deal with this. Right. You handle it. Yes. Come as you are. Yes, yeah. exactly right. And my mother was a very devout prayer, you know, rosaries. And, but she, she was a prayer reader. Mm. So John said, do you, you know, pray extemporaneously, for mm -hmm. lack of a better word? And she said... No. Hmm. She died at 99 and a half, and mm -hmm. she never prayed that way. But mm -hmm. I think okay. that's neat. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yes. unfortunately, we have to end it there. We got a heartbreak coming up on this one, so we don't have a lot of latitude on the time. So uh, we want to thank John and Barb Swaygarden oh. for coming in. We'll have you come back again because I know you've got more stories and I know that our listeners would like to hear them. So you're not off the hook yet. So, But we're going to the break. Stay with us for more Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.